Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley, and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around, and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep, and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Hey guys. So for today's episode, I'm going to share the audio of the webinar that I did last week. Um, Thought it might be a helpful format for you guys. It's me walking through step by step the five step lawyers escape framework um, and really outlining, you know, the roadmap to take you from being stuck to finding what you really want to do. Um, and as you will hear in the um, in the presentation, this is exactly these steps and this method is exactly what we do in the eight week program that I'm launching. Um, that program launches next week. So if you want to get in on it, uh, the time is now, the doors close midnight on Friday. So if you are interested and have any questions, uh, let me know. I'll, I'll leave the link for the all the information in the notes as well. And um, would love to have you join an already great group that's forming. All right, on to this episode. All right, guys. So I am Megan Smiley. I'm the owner of Megan Smiley Coaching. I'm the host of the Lawyer's Escape Pod. I am a recovering corporate lawyer turned law school administrator turned coach. So um, a little bit about my background. And as you can see, part of me is just not taking everything too seriously. Um, But, you know, what brought me here in large part was what I call sort of my little and my big existential crises. <laughs> so in a way, my little one was when I was still practicing law. Um, I was a corporate transactional lawyer. It was, you know, sort of a standard experience. It wasn't totally miserable, but I knew pretty early on that it just wasn't for me. I just, I didn't enjoy the work anywhere near as much as I would want to enjoy something for the amount of my life that it took. And I was looking down the road at the senior associates and the partners and just thinking, this is, this is not the life for me. Um, so I started looking at some of the standard places you look. Um, and I did consider you know, in-house and some more sort of legal positions, um, but I was pretty sure Um, This was one thing that I I got right off the bat was that just actual practice of law was not for me. Um, But so I started looking at the things that were sort of adjacent to the practice of law. And after some um, researching and networking, I came across higher ed administration. Um, And I specifically had a background in international relations and I'd studied abroad in law school and in undergrad. And so I thought, Oh, you know, running international programs at a law school brings together um, my interests and it makes sense. 
Um, and I just remember at that stage thinking that it made sense was a very high priority for me. Um, and I got some things right. There was a lot more right about it than um, have practicing law for me. Um, but you know, after a few years of sort of once I'd caught my breath from practicing, um, I just realized that although it ticked some boxes, it just didn't tick all of the boxes because truthfully, I just hadn't really delved into what it was that I wanted. I was just trying to find something that was a lot closer than, than practice. Um, but that was sort of the beginning of my big existential crisis because I thought I had done the work. I thought it was it. I thought I had that answer. Um, I had put a lot of my eggs in the basket of this, you know, second career being the thing I would do for the rest of my working life. Um, and to then realize that it wasn't very fulfilling, it wasn't all that I wanted it to be, was really overwhelming and scary. Um, and I knew from having, you know, gone through this process, leaving practice that um, I had explored a lot of the legal adjacent jobs and I picked the one that appealed to me most and it still was the one that appealed to me most. Um, and even within higher ed, I was like, nope, I've got the best job in higher ed. So I just sort of felt like I was at the bottom of the barrel of options. Um, and that was when I really had to sort of take a step back and, um, find a new barrel basically, and a whole new approach to, um, how I was going to try and solve this problem. Um, and that's when I slowed down. I started meditating. I got a coach. I journaled. I started reading and sort of personal development stuff and um, really started going deep into sort of what made me tick and what I would enjoy and then experimenting with things. Um, I'll talk a bit more about this later. And I also did a whole podcast episode on all of the things that I experimented with. It's a very long list. Um, but one of them was the podcast. And um, ultimately through that, and um, that process, I kind of realized what I what I wanted was something creative, something where I felt like I was building something and something that would help people. And that took me to the sort of entrepreneurial world and coaching specifically. And so that's where I am. And what I've learned both through going through this process myself and spending the better part of two years interviewing people for the podcast is that there is a roadmap. Um, if it's not a total black hole <laughs> of, you know, there's no way to figure this out in a sort of systematic way, there is a roadmap. Um, and that is what I'm going to show you today. But before we jump into all the details, just wanted to say, um, grab a pen and paper or the electronic equivalent so that you can jot down all your notes for today. So hopefully you'll walk away with some nuggets to, to take home. So you are in the right place today at this webinar if you feel stuck in your current job, either because of 
money or expectations, yours, your family's, your colleagues, um, or just a lack of inspiration, not quite sure where to go. Um, you're in the right place if you're confused <laughs> about making the wrong move. Um, I know that's that's a common feeling. Uh, and in, you're in the right place if you're really truly invested in making a meaningful shift um, and not just about finding another job. You really want to find something that calls you um, forward. This is not the right place if you're totally close to this more holistic approach to problem solving. Uh, I'm not going to lie, like my process does sort of go deep and it gets into personal development, really questions, you know, you have to ask, answer are, who are you? What do you want? And really dives into some of the mindset pieces. Um, you're not in the right place. If you're looking for a quick fix answer or for me to give you the answer. Um, it's not, I'm not a computer. It's not, um, you know, I can't take little pieces of information and shoot you out the answer. Um, what I am here to do is be a guide to help you through the process and you, you know, help you uncover your own answer. And this is not the right place if you're really at the point of just wanting some technical job search support, you know, just sort of resume work and, and that sort of thing. Um, but if this is the right place for you, this is what we're going to do today. Um, by the end of the day, you're going to leave here with a roadmap for designing a meaningful career change. Um, you're going to leave with tools for helping you make progress. And this is true regardless if you're just here for the, the webinar itself or if you continue on um, working with me, this should give you a great jumping off point for your, for your journey. Um, and hopefully, I hope to give you a little hope <laughs> that really that this is a journey that you can go on and that you can find that dream career. Even if you feel sort of stuck right now, there is a road forward. You don't have to just settle for where you are. It's like my big thing, don't settle. <laughs> All right, so here's an overview of where we're going today. I'm going to introduce you to my five-step illegal design method. So why do I call it illegal design? Um, well, it's design because it's really about designing a life on purpose rather than living one by default. Um, it's design because it's really influenced by um, design thinking. Um, and it's illegal because design thinking processes are very different than sort of linear logical thinking. And that's the way that we've been trained. That's the way we approach problems uh, and solving problems. And so this is going to be a little bit of a different way of solving problems and a different way of moving forward. So Hence the illegal design method. Um, and what does that mean? All right, so the first step that I'll tell you about is the finding your special sauce. The second one is creating your North Star vision map. The third is busting through your blocks. Fourth is building your growth operating system. And five is designing your experiment. So I will go through these each one by one. So step one is discovering your, your special sauce. 
So we want to get at your core strengths, your interests, and your values. And I always say that fulfillment in your career is really found at the intersection of those three things. Um, and so it's important to nail down what they are. So in terms of your, your strengths, we're not just talking about your skills. I wanna differentiate those two. So your skills, which you probably have lots of in your job are, you know, are relevant and certainly can be leveraged and can be transferable. And that is an element of this but I also really wanna focus you on your strengths. And those are those sort of more inherent parts of you that make you uniquely you, that make you shine. And you wanna identify those because those are really where you show up as your best self. Um, and so we have a few ways of getting at that. One of them is, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this if you've listened to the podcast is the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. Uh, and we do that as part of the program. Um, it's a lens through which you can see your own strengths that I think perhaps gives you an angle that you may not have sort of seen before. Um, and there are other tools ranging from sort of more scientific to more woo woo. Um, and it is just sort of a group of assessments and perspectives to get at these strengths. Some will resonate with you more, some will resonate with you less, um, but you really want to get at that core of what, what makes you, you, and what you're best at, not just what you've learned how to do well up until this point. Then we want to get into your interests. Um, you know, you're, you're a whole person, not just a lawyer. So these interests can range, right? I want you to think broadly about what your interests are. Um, and in the challenge that we just did this week, we did an exercise that is also one of my favorites on this mind mapping of your interests, sort of to dig into, you know, what you like and what you like about that, to sort of understand better um, your own interests. And then your values are, you know, the things that matter to you. What are important things for you to have in a career, to have with the people you work with, um, to, you know, values that you wanna uphold as you're working and living and what would make you feel aligned. Um, so we work through sort of identifying those values of yours as well. Um, things that sometimes go awry in this, um, I see this happen all the time is that when people start to think about looking for new jobs, um, what they do is they center their search on what they're currently doing, on their current position, rather than centering it on what you actually enjoy. <laughs> and when you say this, it sounds obvious, but if you center your search on this job you already don't like, it's going to lead you to things that maybe aren't going to be the best match. So we really want to take the centering off of that and put it back on your core interests. Um, another thing I see people struggle with is believing that really all you bring to the table are your lawyer skills. You are so much more complex than that. Yes, you have skills. Yes, they can be transferable to 
a ton of things. Um, but you also bring your lifetime of experience. You bring all of these sort of natural strengths that you have. And when we dig into those and you identify them, you can really own them and realize that you are capable of doing so many more things than you may see on your horizon um, initially. And then finally, you know, it's a, it's a common pitfall to just cut off avenues of exploration before you've even really gone down that road because you deem it unrealistic. Um, you know, it's, we're used to seeing all the problems and possible pitfalls, but the truth is we don't know what's realistic until we're further down the road of exploring things. Um, and it is a real shame if you have some interest that's really deeply held, um, but you don't explore what that might mean in terms of a career because you just automatically think that's going nowhere. So step two of figuring this out is creating your North Star map. Um, this is really about considering the larger picture of what you're trying to accomplish. What do you want your life to look like? Considering, you know, yes, your career, but all of your priorities. Because the truth is, careers do not exist in a vacuum. They are part of the fabric of your entire life. And what we're really trying to, to get at is designing this career to fit into the overall life that you want to live. Um, and so we really want to sort of a get into imagining what that looks like. What does it look and feel like in the future when you're doing these things that, you know, are within your strengths, your interests, and your values, and also fit into everything else that you want to have in your life? Really, like, dig into that and picture it. Um, another piece is, what are the things you definitely, definitely don't want in that picture? <laughs> and I know that sometimes can be the easier part because there may be some, quite a few things from your current <laughs> life that you want to say never again to. Um, and those are important things to keep track of. What are the things that are just kind of deal breakers for you? Um, and, you know, I, I know that sounds maybe a little pie in the sky and a little woo woo um, to talk about like a dream map. Um, but it is really important um, because if we don't have a clear vision of what we want and where we're going, it is so much more likely that you will get sort of sucked back into old patterns. Um, and it's your current patterns and decision making that got you where you are, which, you know, isn't to say it's a horrible place, but if you're here, presumably it means that it's not where you want to be. Um, so I am aware that this might be kind of a different way of approaching things for a lot of you, but um, I think it's really critical. And, you know, as you're, you know, moving forward, thinking about possibilities, if you don't have that sort of North Star to keep track of, it's going to make good decision making much, much harder because you're sort of flying blind. Um, and just remembering that, you know, things go quickly and you get stressed out, but remembering that you really are designing your life here and you want your career to fit into that rather than having your job and fitting your life around that. 
Um, so I also want to acknowledge that this is a hard exercise because I'm asking you to envision something without all the details and with almost none of the how of how you would get from where you currently are to where this sort of vision is. And I know that's hard, um, but bear with me and just do the exercise anyway, um, because sometimes we can't know the how. And if we limit our exploration and our dreams to the things that we can see step-by-step step how we would get to, it's a very narrow set of options and a narrow set of possibilities. And what I want for us is to expand our set of possibilities. So if you can let go of the how, that, that will come and we will work on that um, in future steps. But for this exercise, try not to get too hung up on, on the how, if possible. <laughs> All right. Step three is busting through your blocks. So what are the factors that you know are holding you back from making a big change, if that's what you want? Um, this also is usually a slightly easier thing for people to think through. Um, so, you know, just list out what is what are those things that when you think about switching career paths, you just, your brain just goes, nope, this is keeping me back. This is keeping me back. Um, we want to sort of get those all out so we know what they are and then start ticking away at them. Um, and it will be important as you go through that list of your things um, to really distinguish between what are, what are problems that you, know, you can do something about and what are problems that you have to sort of just think differently. So for example, I hear a lot, I spent so much time and money on this career getting here, I can't possibly walk away from that. And that is the sunk cost fallacy. Um, there isn't anything you can do about it. You have spent that time, you have spent that money. Um, but the solution to that is thinking about it differently, right? Does that mean that it should dictate what your decisions are in the future? Or does that mean that happened in the past and I'll learn from it and take what I can from it and move in a different direction? So really, that's like a mindset kind of a, a challenge. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there are these very nitty gritty practical challenges that we face when thinking about career changes, um, like finances. You know, many people have piles of, of student debt, and a lot of you may be making a good amount of money and considering things that might pay less. These are real world considerations that um, I think it's, you know, you can't ignore, but you just want to go through that and strategize a plan. You want to take it bit by bit and actually sit down and create a plan. Because otherwise, it's this big, scary monster that you almost don't even want to look at. And it just remains the same size problem forever. Whereas if you're strategic and sort of systematic about it, you can start taking the bricks off of that wall and breaking through. Um, you know, it's, I think in this arena, a lot of people run into the um, living in a world of shoulds. Are the limitations that you see in front of you, are they real things that 
should be tackled? Or are they your perception of, you know, I, I should stay in this career because I put so much time. I should because it's prestigious. I should because I make a lot of money. Um, you know, are these shoulds how you want to be living your life and making your decisions? Um, another pitfall is sort of related to what I just said is assuming that it's just all too much to tackle and getting overwhelmed by it. Um, you know, it can feel like that. There are a lot of sort of things to work through. Um, but if you throw your hands up and say, oh, it's just, it's too much and it's too hard, then you never get to the other side of those problems, right? Um, and if you let that derail you, then you're effectively choosing to stay where you are on this side of, of the, the barrier rather than pushing through to get to the other side of the barrier. And um, I forget who said it, but there's this quote that says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Um, and so it's important to keep a positive attitude and sort of a problem solving attitude when you think about those things that you know are keeping you um, a little bit pulled back in this process. Step four. This is what I call building your growth operating system. Um, you know, this is really change and this is, you know, part of the personal development stuff. And um, you kind of have to change how you approach this if you want to get different results. Um, so this means really cultivating a growth mindset. Um, I don't know if you've read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. If you haven't, I, I highly recommend it. It, you know, examines what she calls a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And um, I think a lot of us, I, I certainly fell into this category, and I think it's kind of inherent in lawyers a little bit, is this idea that, you know, I, I, I'm smart, but there's kind of, I know what I know, and I do what I do. And that's, that's sort of the world of what I'm capable of. Um, and the idea is that, you're absolutely capable of learning new things, of functioning differently, of breaking into a whole new arena. Um, you just have to trust and believe that you can learn things. And here's the good thing. You guys can learn things. <laughs> no question. Like if you made it through law school and you're practicing law, you are smart and you are capable. And there's no reason to believe that you can't learn new things, even if it's hard, right? So keeping that in mind in sort of your approach to this and, you know, incorporating habits and practices that um, help support you in this, whether it's reading books like this, um, meditating, journaling, in an attempt to really um, think differently, you want to, you know, get a little out of your logic mind and into your creative mind, because that's where we're going to find some real inspiration. Um, and things like meditating and journaling help you access that part of your brain and capture your, your intuition. Um, and exactly, there's no exact formula on, on those practices, but it's building some quiet time and some reflection time into your daily life so that you can build up that muscle in a way. And then you also just, you need to define and absolutely protect your priorities. So 
if it is a priority to you to go on this journey of figuring out this dream career, then you have to show up every day like that is actually your priority. And you have to create time um, for it. And you have to defend that time and set boundaries around the time that you're devoting to this. Um, because if you don't do that, then it you know, just won't happen. And so if you put all these things together, you are now in a position of sort of in a growth mindset, moving forward rather than staying stagnant. And that's so important. Um, so, you know, you may not think about processing things like that. These may be new practices. Um, I know sort of setting boundaries around time is challenging and people will have some resistance to that. Um, but here's the thing, you know, what they say, I think this was uh, an Einstein quote that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Um, if you're not willing to sort of change your daily um, life and where you're spending your time and, and your intentions, um, you're going to keep getting the results that you're getting now. Um, so you really have to think about broadening how you approach this. You know, if you're not more intentional with your thoughts and your time, you're not going to find that clarity that you're seeking. Um, you know, one of the number one things I hear is people are just like, I just don't know. I can't, I can't figure out what it is that I want to do. And building these practices are slowly but surely going to help you get that clarity about what you want to do if you're committed to it. And no one said it would be easy. I know that's disappointing. And we all wish there were sort of a magic formula to this. Um, that would just spit out sort of our answer, but it really truly requires this kind of depth of work. Um, you can go out and get another job that is certainly available to you, but this is the process that I really think is necessary if what you're looking for is really a meaningful and fulfilling career shift. All right. Final step, step five. So this is designing your experiments. Um, and we're gonna kind of come at this from the scientific design thinking approach. So in the law, we're a little bit more black and white, right and wrong, you know, you better get it right. <laughs> There's a right answer. That's sort of how we're trained to think. Um, but I want us to think a little bit more um, like an experiment, right? That you have some theories and you test them out and you iterate. Um, so what you want to do is take a look at all of these ideas you've generated from, you know, your special sauce exercise, from your um, visioning and from your growth mindset exercises and come up with a world of, of ideas, of things that you might, be curious to experiment with. And these could range from a, a job title that had occurred to you that you're interested in to just, just an activity that you thought would be fun. You know, it could be photography or writing a kid's book, or in my case, it was a podcast. Um, I also did 
a travel blog and I thought about doing some sort of travel planning and I did a voiceover class and I like applied to a startup and I thought about event planning. I'm just saying these as like a bunch of things that in my process, I came up with, let me try and see if I can run an experiment on these. And so, you know, the experiment can be taking a class. It could be actually getting out there and doing something like writing. If like you think you want to write a book or host a podcast, just get moving and do it. Um, and if it's sort of, you have a theory about a, a particular job that might appeal to you, it's doing the research on it, it's the networking, it's the informational interviews. And as you actually take action around these things, you get data back about what you like um, and what actually matches up with all of those things that we've, we've looked at before. So as you're doing it, you're comparing it, you're stress testing these ideas against your vision and your special sauce. Um, because you want to keep coming back to that or that risk of getting off track again starts to weasel its way in. So always really sort of coming back to what you've established as your center point, which is your strengths, your interests, your values, your vision. Um, and, you know, as you explore, you'll some things will fall by the wayside, some things will stick more, and you'll explore those further. Um, but you really want to be open-minded when you sort of jot down your ideas about where you might explore, um, because you don't want to cut things off before you've really given it a shot. And you don't always know what it's going to be. I didn't think the podcast was going to sort of be a, a real indicator of where I was going, but as I did it, I found I enjoyed it. Um, and as I reflected back on some of my exercises, um, you know, I took the strengths finder test and one of my top things was futuristic. One of the things I'm just inherently good at is imagining the future, um, visualizing it. And so spending my time talking to you guys about visualizing your future is like right on point for me. And I realized communication was one of my top ones. And so I just use this as an example of how you, um, how you can sort of take your theory, put it into practice, and then refer back to all of this other work you've done to see if it's a good match. Um, and just know that it's an iterative process, right? You don't, you don't have to pick the right idea right off the bat. This is an experiment. So in this, this area, you know, I think, as I've said, not exploring something because you just don't think it makes sense or it's not, it doesn't seem clearly related to a, a career path uh, is going to cut off things that, that could develop into that. You just don't see the how yet, as we talked about, but it will present itself if you're in action around your interest. Um, Another problem is valuing speed over quality. Um, you could get another job pretty quickly, um, but the, the best answer is often not the fastest answer. And I know that as you're probably listening to this, this is, this is a process that I've laid out for you. It's, it's not a quick fix and it isn't gonna happen overnight, but 
it is truly my belief that if you've spent the time and are committed to going deep into this process off the bat and really, you know, following the steps and reflecting that you're actually saving yourself a lot of time <laughs> because you can imagine that if you just take the quick answer and you sort of take a job because it's there and then, you know, settle in long enough to realize mm, that's not it. And then you switch again. It's years and years of doing that. Whereas, you know, investing in, in sort of getting it deeply right, uh, right now is going to get you to that North star vision place faster in the long run. And the final thing to really um, avoid here is worrying that even the next job that you do take or the next endeavor that you, you undertake um, has to be the answer. Not only is it an iterative process within this, but your whole career is going to be an evolution because you evolve, you become more aware of what works for you and what doesn't work for you and what you want. And you may be refining your understanding of your interests and your values and that vision that you want. And that is totally fine and totally okay. All we're aiming for is that each step that we take get us closer to that direction rather than being neutral or negative. So just to wrap up what we just went over. So the first step is finding your special sauce. That's your interests, your values, your strengths. Number two is creating your North Star vision map, really getting tied in to where you want to go. Three is busting through your blocks, sort of creating a plan and, and really going after, you know, taking down the wall that's blocking you. Four is building your growth operating system, sort of making sure that you're incorporating things into your daily process that help you move forward. And five, designing your experiments. So at this point, I've given you the roadmap and you can see how it fits together. And you could absolutely take these steps and the tools I've given to you and run with it. I think you have what you need now to take this and put it into action. Or you have the option to have a guide through the process and put some more structure and support around it. So this is the support that I offer and in my program is is a group program. One of the best things about it is, is that it's not just me, it's us as a group supporting each other. Um, I have personally been in group coaching um, experiences and what I got out of them was truly exponential because of just the hive mind produces much better ideas than one person alone. So, you know, this is really an opportunity to be with people um, going through a similar uh, experience. And, you know, as I referenced in the growth, uh, growth section, you know, one thing you have to be careful about is um, who you're surrounded by and making sure that you're, you know, with people who are calling you forward rather than holding you back, even if it's well-intentioned. And this is an opportunity to be around people trying to really sort of think progressively about this and no one will give you a hard time about why would you possibly leave the law? <laughs> and, 
And it gives you some accountability um, to really prioritize this, you know, in a way it's its own passion project of like, let me find my thing. Um, and I really think that this time in the world is kind of an amazing opportunity. You know, this past year has thrown up a lot of <laughs> things in everybody's lives. I think people are looking at things with different perspectives. People are really questioning what they want from their careers, from their lives, what is possible. And so, you know, I think it is um, really a moment in time before we all get back to normal and forget <laughs> that this is really a time that you could prioritize this for yourself. So that is what we do in my signature program, the Lawyer's Escape Plan. Um, as we've walked through all of these steps, these are the modules of the program. Um, so we walk through these together as a group, we do lessons, we process together um, in, in the program, which is eight weeks long. So what's included in the program? So as I mentioned, it's eight weeks. And so each week we have a group coaching call, an hour and a half, where we go over sort of a mini lesson on one of the module topics for that week and then kind of have a mastermind working through those things um, with everybody's sort of interacting and supporting each other through that. You also get a one-on-one -on -one call with me during the program. Um, so we can really talk about the specifics of where you are and where you wanna go and sort of what support is helpful to you. Um, each week you'll be getting reflection exercises, journal exercises. Um, you know, as I, I walk through some of those things uh, with you, you know, sometimes it's hard to like figure out exactly where to start with these. And all of these exercises are meant to just get your brain working and, and sort of get that creative juice flowing. You will get your top five strengths finder analysis um, so that you sort of know your top five and it's a starting point for your strengths, um, you know, personal assessment. We'll have a private Facebook group just for the just for the participants in this program, so that in between coaching calls we can, you know, express our our wins, our frustrations. If you need advice or a cheerleading session, I'll be in there every day. So it's a good place to like continually support each other, you know, because there are times you know you get you sort of start off and it's like hi, I'm like yeah, I'm going to do it, and I know sometimes. Maybe you have a conversation with someone or a bad day and you feel kind of deflated. Um, and this is how we continue to support each other through those so that we don't get stuck permanently. And finally, uh, a vision board template. Um, as I mentioned with the, the visioning, it's, you know, you can write it down. I recommend that people kind of process things differently. Uh, another way to do it is like an audio file. You can just dictate to yourself if you find that that's how you process your ideas better. Um, and some people are, are visual. And so if sort of really tapping into that future vision of your life is visual for you, this will be an easy way to put it out and in a way that you can return to and look at easily. So what does this cost, you ask? Um, so the eight-week program with a one-time payment is $8.99. Um, I also offer the option for the payment plan, which is three monthly payments of $3.50.
And special bonus in the next 24 hours, which I'm going to count basically as the end of this. So by 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday, if you sign up for either the you know, one-time payment or the payment plan, you will get an extra one-on-one hour bonus session with me, which we will schedule sometime in the month after the program ends. Um, because what I really want is to have an opportunity to check in with you and make sure that you're still on track and that you're continuing on with the progress that you will have made in the eight-week program. And that if you come up against any sort of resistance or blocks sort of right out of the bat, that we smooth those over and you know keep you on your way. Um, so that will be available until 8.30 tomorrow. So to jump into a couple of questions that may come up, um, when are the group calls? Um, so we start the week of June 21st, so just over a week. Um, once the final group is decided, we're gonna figure out the best time for everybody, but I anticipate, my guess would be as it's gonna be sort of evening after people work, because I know you guys have jobs. <laughs> So um, we'll figure out something that works for, for people. And I will always record the session. So um, watching the replay will always be available to you as well. Question two, do I have to know that I want to leave the law for this program? The answer is no, you don't. The program is designed to meet you where you are and help you figure out what your next best step is, um, regardless of what that is. Um, it's really sort of, helping you make sure that you're making decisions on purpose and by design and not by default. Um, and for some people, those decisions may mean staying in the practice of law. Um, but we'll go through all of those interests and strengths and values. And if you have a theory about sort of an area of, of law that you want to practice, we, we do the um, experiment with that. And we, we sort of look at that position and test it against um, you know, all of your exercises and your personal reference guide that you will have made. Um, so, so yeah, so there's no presupposed outcome of where you're going for this process. It can work for anyone. Um, how do I know this will work for me? Well, I can't guarantee results. Um, and anyone who wants to tell you that they can um, is not being honest. <laughs> But I can guarantee that I'm going to show up 100% for you guys um, in that if you show up 100% for this program and really invest in it, you are going to make progress. You are going to be in a different place at the end of this eight weeks than you are today. You're going to be so much closer to that final outcome, if not well, well on your way there. And if you feel like it's just totally not what you, you know, you didn't get anything out of it. There is a refund policy that you can see on the, um, on the sales page, but you know, it is my goal for that to never need to be um, used. And I really am here to support you to make sure that you're getting everything that you want to out of the experience. So that is the end of the presentation. Really, if you have any questions, you want to drop them in the, the chat, feel free. Um, and, uh, you know, if you also have questions, um, 
I'm going to send an email out just after this with links to the program sales page. And if you are kind of on the fence and thinking you're not quite sure if this is for you, or if you have specific questions that I didn't answer in this presentation, um, just schedule a quick call with me and I'm happy to, to chat with you. Um, and if it's a good fit, that's great. And if not, then, you know, we'll have a good conversation. Even so, um, truly you guys, like one of my favorite things is actually talking to you, <laughs> you know, here I am, I'm always on the podcast or doing you know, this webinar or on Instagram and it can sometimes feel a little one-sided, but I just genuinely love hearing from you. So if you have questions, don't hesitate to, um, to get in touch really by email, by calling, by DM. Um, and, you know, I'd really, I would love to have you in the program. I really, it's hard to express just how life-changing following this path has been for me. I was just, I mean, honestly pretty blessed and really feeling stuck um, in my last position and it was in New York. And I really had a small vision of what was possible. And now I get to do this, move to California. And it's, um, it really can be really powerful. And I, you know, both because I've been doing the podcast for two years and now doing this work, it's just, for me, it is my mission to help you see that, you know, this is possible for you as well. And you don't have to settle for something that you don't love, let alone something that's making you like deeply miserable, <laughs> you know? And so you just want to think about where you want to be in a year and five years and 10 years. And, you know, what could that be if you really stopped and, and spent the time investing in this process for yourself right now? Um, so that's it. Thank you for watching. And I hope to see some of you in the program. All right. Bye, everyone.